Cool. So welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining once again for the Happy Chubby podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Robin, on uh, the podcast today, and it's going to be really, really cool. Um, so yeah, thanks for being with us, Robin. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, let's get straight into it. So I know you're a fan of horror movies, apparently, um, according to Kashan, who's another one of our friends. Um, yeah, what, what do you love about horror movies? Well, um... Um, quite a lot actually. Um, well, I kind of like the enthrall of it. Um, I also quite like the um, characters um, in it, both the antagonist and protagonist side. Um, yeah, um, just in terms of, of like the um, genre as like a whole, um, mm-hmm. it it kind of it kind of really keeps you on toes. Um, and so also it has like a myriad of different fresh about different um, concepts and like different like ideas um, and it's definitely like a genre yeah, that yeah. I'm always down to watch in fact um, there was once a time when I, um, I was over with a group of people and Sundays were like horror mm-hmm. movie night so we always yeah, had like yes. one like stacked away like cool well, we're watching uh, the this one so yeah dude huge huge fan nice that's awesome Okay, so I wanted to know from you, um, in your opinion, what makes like a really good horror movie? Like, what are the elements that make a good horror movie? Um, for example, you need relatable characters. Um, okay, yeah. So, but also characters with, with um, depth. Um, yeah. So, I actually, here's like an, an example. I watched the remake of Friday the 13th and A Nightmare on Elm Street. First I watched Nightmare and then I watched Friday. And I left Nightmare like thinking, okay, you know, it's pretty cool. I I engage with the characters more. And then I saw Friday. um, And I I had seen previous movies like both uh, beforehand. So... Um, it wasn't anything uh, new, new to me, but I saw Friday mm. and I just it felt really hollow because with the characters in Nightmare, like they are more layered, so you you would actually like relate to them more. Um, mm. uh, they actually had, had, had like a personal like arc, like from being from like not knowing like who this scary guy is in the, in the nightmare suit actually like a very dark thing that happened in their past and like this happened to us oh okay whereas on Friday the 13th things are just things are just very very cardboard cut up if I can't say like um, they it's just kind of like so uh, I'm just uh, uh, stereotypes um, so I didn't mm-hmm. find myself r- relating to them. They just weren't really layered. So w- yeah, like one yeah. like one definite um, kind of um, aspect of horror and actually in any genre is definitely being able to relate to layered uh, characters. 100%, yeah. That's cool. I like that answer. Um, so for you now, like... I know horror has kind of changed over the years a bit um, with regards to the way they make horror films and some of the the techniques they use in making horror films. What do you think is like some of the the bigger changes that they've made over the years and do you like the direction horror is kind of going now or do you kind of prefer the old school like John Carpenter vibes and you know that sort of vibe like yeah. Ah hmm so where (laughs) Yeah, um, well, there are like quite a few like modern day horrors that I do like really enjoy, but there is yeah. just kind of like a trend, if I may, if I kind of can mm-hmm. say that, where that there's like a bit more emphasis placed on like demons and like that kind of stuff, and it seems more like a Hollywood kind of yeah. thing. Um, meanwhile, like I, I'm onto like indie kind of like horrors that are not really that 
do have like a like a very good structure but aren't really kind of like appealing more towards like what is like hip and going on like right now i sound a bit like a hipster mm. when i say that yeah yeah no i get you i get you but yeah um and i kind of I kind of like more of like adventurous kind of um, movies. Um, not really movies yeah. that are like adhering to like what is hip and what is not. It's kind of like um, indie kind of movies where they have a story to tell and it's not governed by like some major producer saying, well, you know what, demons are in. So if it's not going to have any demons, uh, I don't want to hear about it. So, yeah. So I kind of like. I like those movies because they have more heart in it. Um, you can tell that the it's mm. not, it doesn't really feel like that mechanical, if I may say. Yeah, are there are there some like good mod? Uh, sorry, are there some like good modern indie horror films that you watched recently? Um, hmm. Um, one <laughs> is, one that actually comes to mind um, is It uh, Follows. That was actually like. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, quite good um, because it does kind of like focus on more of like a um, it feels less kind of me mechanical um, and yeah, I um, I kind of really like the growth of, of like um kind of like the the, the the um growth of like the characters that are um kind of going on uh, towards the movie um because like one of, uh, of like the main things is a character needs arc like they have to be different um yeah. from a uh, uh to b and when a movie is able to accomplish that then i definitely think that that's like, like a really really um good thing um because yeah you know, i'm a curious like more emotional engagement one of like my most like mm. one of the most important aspects of cinema is definitely the emotional engagement like what are we getting for for yeah. us mm, yeah like what, what can we connect with while we're watching and it's not just there to be like a spectacle thing like you have to sort of be connected with what's happening you know yeah definitely and that's yeah. kind of like when i'm harking back to friday the 13th the the jock who, who's like really kind of sleeping with like everyone he isn't he's he he's still a bit of a um he's he's still a jerk by the end of uh the movie um yeah so if we want like a, like something that's like relatable we would perhaps want him to be a bit more of like a, a nice guy but also, like, on, yeah. on like the reverse side, like, have, like, the nice guy be turned to, like, um, a jerk. So, it can go yeah. um, either ways. As long as, like, we, we see a change in, in character. Because, uh, yeah. yeah, and that really, like, relates to us as people because no one stays the same. Like, a year from now could be completely mm. different um, because of X, Y, and Z. And we should definitely see that in a movie. Mm. yeah i think i definitely agree with you on that i think a lot of the time especially for some reason in the horror genre it, it somehow does feel like it's become very mechanical and it's like it's it's a trend to do stuff certain ways and like cheap jump scares and all that sort of stuff and it it it, it makes for a very like forgettable experience in the cinemas or at home um like you don't really get much out of it which is which is lacking because i feel like you're right i feel like some of the old school horror films um, there, there, there was a bit more development with the characters, and and even more focus on the the characters opposed from like the the antagonists. Sometimes, you know, um, like I know, like Jaws is kind of a, a a weird one to put in the horror category. I know it is kind of a horror, but it also kind of isn't. But um, what I love about that movie is that we we barely actually end up seeing like the shark. It's mainly about the characters in the movie, and I think that's why I love that movie so much. So I know there's a lot of examples of other horror movies like that too. So um, yeah, so we're going into like the spooky season now of the year. Um, what are your some of what, what are some of your favorite movies to watch like during this time of the year? 
Do you have favorites? Or is it kind of just like a mixed bag? Uh, can actually be a bit of a mixed bag, eh? Um, well, I have, <laughs> I have like a certain set of horror movies that... Okay, so... I, uh, 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 I can be a bit of a mixed bag with this. Because there's certain, yeah. like, there are two types of, of movies that I kind of, like, look into, like, in terms of, of, like, horror. There's, like, the kind of, I call them junk food horror, whereas they don't really, really okay. like, yeah. require, like, and this is definitely not to say that they're bad. They're actually, like, quite good, like, in, the, in their own respects. But they don't really, like, require, mm-hmm. like, that much thinking. Like, you can kind of just, like, yeah. sit back, relax, and watch this. Um... Um, and there are like the other side of the coin are like horror movies that really keep you on your feet your feet you really have to pay attention like okay cool what's happening over here Um, who caused this Um, just really kind of movies that really make you think Um, yeah and an example um, of kind of like a junk food kind of movie is Freddy versus uh, Jason, which I think I saw a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Um, I've seen that movie dozens of times. Um, um, in fact, it, it used to be like a bit of a tradition, like whenever I went to go see my cousin, like we'd always rent that one movie. That's <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, um, with me, that's just kind of like a movie where I can just sit back, relax, and just kind of like watch, watch it. I've seen it a dozen times, but um, it, it kind of brings out like whole nostalgic, but also you don't really, really have to think about what's happening. I mean, the premise is very basic. Yeah. Two, two very notorious killers are out to get each other. Yeah. And the second um, is kind of like the movie that makes you think that really pulls you in really really pulls you in and this is one of my all time favorite movies like right there at the tippy tippy top The Thing 1982's John Carpenter's original I love that movie because you can't just look at everything at face value You, you really have to think and um yeah, you really have to think and look at the aspect of like what every character is doing because every character is doing something that is either like within like their original character or it's just kind of something a bit new. And then it kind of kind of turns into like a game of like Among Us, like I don't know, hey Palmer's looking a bit yeah. sus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, um, just in terms of like movies that are like my favorites, um, those have to be two um, two movies that are quite different um, in terms of like why I, I yeah. like them. But they're good movies, like uh, mm. nonetheless. And there's also like a third kind of like category, and those are movies that replay really into the concept. And one movie that really does that extremely well is Eight Lego Freaks. I don't know if you've uh, uh, seen it. I haven't seen that one, I don't think. Okay, so it is a bit more of a junk food (laughs) kind of horror. I mean, the premise is very very cheesy. Um, Radioactive giant spiders attack a town. It's cheesy. Okay, sounds awesome. But it's how they do that movie because I think, I think the makers of that movie knew that it was going to be cheesy. So they thought, you know what, if, it, if it's going to be cheesy, we're going to make a pizza out of it. And they play into that whole like comedic kind of aspect all, 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 while, all while like making it like a proper kind of horror. Um, and there are definitely movies yeah. in there that are a bit tension grabbing. Like that, but they're also like movies that are played out purely for like comedic, uh, um, um, yeah, uh, uh, like comedic uh, purposes. And to me, that is just it's a movie that really leans in, in, into its concepts and it works, it works yeah. incredibly well. 
That's awesome. I'm going to add that to my list because I want to check that out. It sounds really cool. So, okay. So now I'm going to the, this other question now. Um, so you mentioned the thing, the, 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 the good one. Um, and then there was the, the, the one, I think they released in 2011. Um, and I think one of the, the defining differences between those two films, there's a lot of differences, but one of them being the, the practical effects versus like the more visual effects roots of the newer one. So my question is, what do you think of practical effects versus visual effects and why, and which one do you find scarier and why? Mm. <laughs> it's a tough question. <laughs> no, um, well, for me, it's it's quite it's quite simple. Um, okay. f- so yeah, um, and actually, like this would have been like my main kind of like point is the thing, the original nineteen eighty two version. Well, I don't want to say version because mm. the, then they sound like remakes because it's definitely not a remake. I know, I know a few yeah. people. Uh, yeah. kind of like mix it up but um, I would have to say that like one of like the most defining um, aspects of the original was its use of practical effects um, mm. versus yeah. the, the prequel which relied solely on, C- on CGI and yeah. the CGI well the, the prequel had it had a good story um, um for what it was going for, uh, um, I really liked how they kind of like interweave like the events because in the 1982 prequel, they actually go back to that camp to see, okay, what exactly happened here? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, definitely uh, um, the story is there, the characters are also there, um, mm-hmm. but the CGI, in my opinion, really hurt uh, the film. Whereas, like one of like the defining aspects of the original was the use of practical effects, and definitely yeah. the person who actually who actually created um, those practical effects, Rob uh, Button, I I believe his name okay. is, he worked absolutely tireless, absolutely tirelessly um, throughout throughout that film mm. to make those um, to make every single monster, um, all but one. Um, and I think it's yeah. the first time that we actually see the thing for what it really is. Um, and this is just kind of going off memory because I've, I've read about trivia for this movie um, quite a lot. Yeah. So the first time that we actually see the thing for what it really is, I think that that was created by Stan, by Stan Winston. Um, okay. But um, he actually said, I don't want my name on this movie purely because this was Rob's movie. He wanted him to shine. And I think it was because Stan said that if my movie, if my movie or if my name is up there, people are going to think, wow, Stan did this. Um, mm. Okay, yeah, this Rob, this Rob guy, he's, he, he's not, 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 not that important. Stan Winston worked on this movie. Um, so I think he kind of just said, yeah, uh, leave my name out of this. This is Rob's uh, movie. Yeah, and yeah, the well, reason I, I believe why Rob couldn't do that scene was because he was just so exhausted from doing like the the other um, effects because he worked tirelessly like seven days a week that kind of stuff. Um, mm. So yeah, saying kind of stepped in, did that little that little part, but the rest of it is Rob, and he did it he did it absolutely fantastically. Hmm. He definitely did. I mean, I rewatched, I rewatched the movie a couple months ago now, and it's it's actually it holds up remarkably well. Like every aspect of the film, and I think um, the practical effects are definitely a part of that as well. Like if the effects look dated, I feel like it makes the whole film feel dated. But with that movie, the practical effects are still absolutely like insanely good. Um, so yeah, I think that is a very good example of how well practical effects can work. Um, yeah. But I think all like John, all John Carpenter's films like really use practical effects pretty well, at least from my memory. Yeah. Yeah, um, and also like, just in general, John Carpenter, he's actually, um, he's actually I think one of my favorite filmmakers. I really have to say, 
Um, mm. And it really does blow my mind, like how the, how the thing was treated back when it first came out. Because um, yeah, I mean, the film back then was bashed. It was, people said this is like the worst film ever. But if you look at it, really, yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, people hated it back then. People hated it. Um, it got like Rosie Awards. Wow. People thought that the soundtrack was one of like the worst soundtracks ever. But if you look oh, at it today, yeah. it's getting the recognition that, in my opinion, it rightly deserves. Yeah, definitely. I would agree on that, yeah. And also... Sure. Yeah, also, um, if I'm correct, Hateful Eight was also quite inspired by the thing. Um, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, wow. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino's Hateful okay, Eight. Okay, I can kind of... Yeah, I can kind of see or like idealize the symbolism a little bit, like in certain scenes, but that's that's interesting. Yeah, um, it's basically like the thing, but without the thing. Um, yeah. And the same person who did the music for the thing also does the music for um, Hateful Eight. Oh, wow. And I guess, yeah, like Kurt Russell comes back to you, which is kind of cool, so... Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. That's awesome. Um, sick, okay. Well, so now we're going to go into some of the Instagram questions that people sent through this last week uh, on Instagram, obviously. So the first question comes from EXP Streams, and they want to know if you could direct any genre of movie, what would it be and why? So you can go first and then I'll go second, unless you want me to go first. I don't mind. <laughs> okay. Well, it's a tough one. <laughs> I think that if if I if I had to direct a, like a genre, I think I would tackle either two other, uh, other two genres, either horror, because well, I'm a very big fan, yeah. and I also understand how the genre works, but also drama. I definitely also mm. like do um, a drama film because I really love. Um, emotional emotional engagement like what I said like if there's no emotional engagement if there's no reason for us to care about these characters then why why would we watch it anyway um, so yeah. so yeah I mean I definitely have to say either horror or drama and, and you? okay yeah for me um so I'm a, I'm a huge fan of like coming of age sort of movies. I don't know why. I just I find those movies so good, and a lot of the time it's like they're super like relatable and stuff. So I'm, I might I might if I had to choose something to direct first, it'd be something like that. Because I also compared to other genres, I don't think it would be technically as difficult. If that makes sense. Um, obviously you need good characters and that, but like just technically like with the equipment you need and stuff, I don't think it's as demanding. And I feel like it's like a like a bit of a baby step into the into the industry but then i think also i agree with you like a drama would probably be something i'd be very drawn to just because i'm also a huge fan of like movies that are very focused on on characters and you know like dramatic tension and all that sort of stuff so yeah i think either like a coming of age story and or a drama um but i think horror could be fun as well or like what's what's another good genre that could be good like even an action film could be fun, but I just don't know how I would direct action to be honest, because <laughs> I feel like it's very demanding. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I, another question. This is not on the list yet, but would you like? Are you wanting to be a filmmaker one day? Just out of curiosity. Well, um, I actually am um, a filmmaker right now. I'm kind of just taking. A break of it because of what well, you know COVID um just doing like um so yeah yeah uh, uh teaching um like right now but that is definitely like a dream definitely like a like a huge passion um and like cool. the kind of like the, the kind of stuff that I would really love to do is documentary uh, film making um mm, okay because I really love like the whole like slice of life kind of um um, aspect, yeah. you know, really telling emotionally engaging stories, and there's actually this this one Netflix series that I watched. I think it was two years mm -hmm. ago, 
maybe, something like that. And it's called Dogs. Um, and okay. it's going around to like different call to like different people and like their relationship with dogs. Like there's this one like um, episode where like this kid has like um, this one like diseased and so she needs like a helper dog. I can't remember like the actual term for it. Um, yeah, yeah. And there's like another episode where this guy who was from Syria, but he had to move to Germany, but he had to leave his, his husky behind. And the entire episode revolves sure. around him getting his dog out of Syria and into Germany with him. And this guy wow. has been trying for like three years. He's relentless. And then I can say that by the end of that show, I, like, I don't want to say anything, but a few, yeah. a few tears were, were shed. And it was just <laughs> so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And if I can get into that kind of filmmaking, I would absolutely, mm. um, I would absolutely love to do that. Absolutely. Flip, I must, I must watch that. That sounds really good. I also get super emotional with like pets and dogs and stuff like that. Like Molly and me, I remember watching Molly and me and I was just like bawling out throughout that whole film. But I mean like, and, and that documentary is like a real thing. Like that, which is even like more sad, you know? So yeah, I must definitely watch that. But there's also like a few like like more more like emotionally chilled episodes. Like there's this one about like a dog yeah. parlor, um, like uh, like a professional okay. uh, dog parlor uh, competition. So it's not it's not all all tears. There there is like a bit of like fun quirky yeah. kind of um, episodes that really um, don't make you, uh, don't make you cry, but really make your your heart melt. Um, and yeah, yeah. Um, this one time oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, this one time, like a friend of, like, a friend of ours, um, my, uh, what made my my brother and me watch um, Hachi. I don't know if you've ever seen Hachi. Oh yeah, I think I did ages ago. Yeah. <laughs> both, both my 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 brother and I were just destroyed afterwards. Tears pouring. It hits you. I don't know. I don't know what it is about like those those movies like where there's a, a pet involved. I think it's just something that's like super relatable and I don't know. But it, it's like it hits you on a different level sometimes. It's really hectic. It's because like dogs can't do any harm. Like dogs dogs can't do like a, any wrong to us. And like the minute like those go like out of like the the uh, window, then things just turn turn into a tear fest so. yeah <laughs> yeah no i definitely agree with you on that i'll definitely check that out that sounds cool um okay let's go to our next question here i reckon okay so this is from vaughn and he asked uh how are you currently dealing with the rescheduling of movies and cinemas so yeah um uh uh I for one am actually happy about it because there's one definite example that really comes to mind and that's Jurassic World uh, Dominion. Um, mm -hmm. So a bit about my background with Jurassic, like the whole franchise, is okay. one of the main reasons I'm into filmmaking. It's one of the main reasons why I love uh, the media, this medium of art so much. Um, yeah. Um, I've been a Jurassic Park fan ever since I can remember anything. <laughs> um, so when COVID hits and like when they like sort of like going back uh, on set, um, they mm -hmm. kept quiet about any like delays for like a couple of months. And they, it looked like they were going to stick with like their original kind of um, deadline. Um, mm -hmm. that was going to be next year and I kind of thought a bit dicey very very dicey and then this new poster came out that said actually it's going to be like a year later yes because <laughs> I'd much rather wait a bit I'd much rather wait a bit um, yeah. and have an excellent film than have it 
when we expect to have it, but have it subpar because um, we yeah. don't want another Jurassic uh, Park 3. Um, yeah. I, I love all of them, but Jurassic Park 3 definitely had problems in the, in the way that was filmed and that you can see it, it really hurts the film. So, and this is mm. one of, if not the most important Jurassic uh, film because it's bringing everybody back. It's, it's like Avengers yeah, Endgame, yeah. but Jurassic Park. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'm, well. So yeah, like, um, I'm I'm very much in favor for these delays because it just it gives the films more time to really hone in on the movie. Say, okay, cool, we have more mm. time. Let's make this as good as what it can be. Um, whereas having like a rushed schedule just meets a, a deadline, and then having the film be subpar. Yeah. No, I think I'm on a similar page to you there. Um, I think also like I went into, like when when the COVID stuff started happening, I kind of was anticipating a lot of films to get delayed. Like I was very surprised when they actually ended up releasing Tenets in cinemas. Like I really thought that was going to get delayed till next year, but they didn't. And I think ultimately it's kind of hurt the movie a bit because not as many people have seen it as I think should have seen it. And at the same time, I think uh, the, the money it's making isn't the money it should be making either because people just aren't going to cinemas and that's understandable. Um, and yeah, like I think the I think there were a few studios like, I think Disney was kind of one of them and even Sony that sort of just delayed their movies straight, straight away. But then like Universal and uh, not, no, it wasn't Universal, it was Warner Brothers, like with Wonder Woman and stuff, they kind of were like, like they delayed things a couple months each t- each time but i think that's ultimately hurt those films as well because like in a way with all those delays we've kind of lost a little bit of excitement for them but like for the films that got delayed straight away um i feel like it sort of built a bit into like a bit of anticipation for them like um yeah like i don't know so that's, that's kind of where I'm, i've been sitting on it um i mean it obviously sucks no not yeah go for it yeah and also I think that Jurassic is also a bit lucky in the way that it got delayed because it has also, it does have like a new series that has just come out, Camp uh, Cretaceous, which is yeah, actually yeah, quite good. Like I know there's like... More, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I know there's more like for, for, for kids, but there's definitely like, as I previously said, like there's... Like, like the most important aspect of film is like the emotional engagement, like the characters. Um, so I think that that is kind of like keeping like the, the hype for Jurassic alive. Um, mm. um, so I think that Jurassic kind of got a bit lucky in terms of that. And yeah. also they just released season two. Uh, no, no, no um, the teaser for uh, season two, like yeah. a few weeks after mm. season one dropped. So yeah. I think that they're a bit lucky in that regard that they're able to keep, keep that, that hype alive. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, and I mean, like, at the end of the day, like, if a movie gets delayed, it's, it's, I don't mind waiting for it, but I think it's frustrating when a movie, like, is, it keeps getting rescheduled, but then gets delayed, delayed, delayed. Like, I don't know why I just, like, people just don't delay everything until next year. That makes way more sense in my head, but anyway. Or, or the following you even kind of um, sounds a bit like Avatar yeah <laughs> exactly but like so like a film like Dune even because I'm really excited for Dune um, at the end of the year like I kind of expected that film to get delayed and then they delayed it and that's fine or rescheduled it um, and I don't mind waiting for that but like a film like Wonder Woman I think has been delayed like nearly three or four times now and it keeps getting rescheduled and rescheduled I'm like why not just move it to next year or the following year and just leave it there like I don't know because I, I, yeah it messes with people's expectations a bit I feel but that's just me yeah, definitely I, I completely agree yeah okay sick next one um Okay, so this one comes from John, and he wants to know what's more... We kind of chatted about this already as well. But what's more important, concept or characters? And then in brackets, they put Christopher Nolan. (laughs) So, 
Yeah, I think he's sort of trying to he's trying to like ask the question with regards to Christopher Nolan films in a way because I feel like he does focus a bit on concepts sometimes. But yeah, what what is your opinion on that? You've kind of said it already, but yeah. Well, yeah, definitely characters, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I can kind of bring up two scenarios. One, okay, so I can really I can really speak more on like the character kind of. Um, I like the uh, character side more so than the concept side because on the concept side we have Tenet. Uh, full disclosure, I haven't seen Tenet, uh, so, um, cool. but I've heard of like the concept. Um, I've been yeah. trying to catch about it, um, and it does sound a bit convoluted. Like there are times when mm-hmm. he does like allow us to like where he does kind of. Um, explain it uh, to us mm. um, but there are um, but, but then we kind of get to the flip side of the of that argument and those characters and he birthed one of the best if not the best interpretations of a classic DC villain um, yeah. the Joker so and his character made that movie. Um, I really, I really do, yeah. do think. Um, yeah. And so, if you take away uh, the Joker, or if you made like a like another like uh, Jacker and a, a Nicholson, then I don't think the movie mm-hmm. would have been as strong. So, yeah, um, I definitely yeah. have to say that character. Um, Character is the most prevalent um, aspect of the film, I think, because even if you have like the same concept, yeah. everyone has different personalities. Everyone reacts to different kind of thing. So if you make mm. like a horror movie about people lost in like a different people lost in like a cabin in, in the woods, if you have different characters, it's going to be a different movie. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that 100%. Um, characters definitely are more important. And I think, like, in a way, although maybe the, the concept could draw us into the cinema, I think the characters will make us remember the movie more, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I, I can think of a lot of examples where um, a concept of a film was kind of good, but then it just kind of fell short, like, at the end of it. But where... You, where, where a film gets the characters right, it's usually a lot more engaging and rememberable. Um, and when it, when when it gets to the characters and concepts right, that is like even the be- that's like the best thing. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to think of like an example I can use that. That would be a good one. Um, but like even like most most Pixar films actually, I would say like like um, what should I say? Like Inside Out. Like that was a really interesting concept. I don't know if you've seen that film. But um, it was a really interesting concept. And then the characters as well were really interesting, which made a very great movie. Um, and I think that's that's the, the perfect combination is having a good concept and good characters. But um, when you just have a good concept, I feel like it's enjoyable in the moment at times, but you, you left kind of wanting more, if that makes sense, because you can't resonate with anything that's going on. So Definitely. Um, I have to say that Inside Out, Inside Out is one of my favorite movies. Um, is yeah, it's dude, it's so good. <laughs> I saw that movie in the cinema and it almost drove me to tears. Um, I love that movie, yeah, <laughs> dude, yeah, bro. Just to quickly go on the Pixar trend, yeah. Um, I remember after work once, I went to go watch Coco. I don't know if you've seen Coco, um, but I went to go watch Coco and uh, yeah, I was like the only, I was, I think I was the only person in the cinema besides like this parents and their child. And I remember, like, at the end of the movie, dude, I was just crying. And then, like, I walked out on the kid and the parent were fine. And I was just, like, I was, like, all emotional. I was, like, dude, this movie hit me so hard. So, yeah, Pixar movies are, are crazy sometimes, dude. You, like, you never know what's going to happen. So, yeah. But that was, that was also a good one. I love I love Pixar in general. I think they're really cool. Yeah, same here. Yeah, Pixar has, like, a trend where they almost always, like, hit it out of uh, the park. And even like yeah. in like Toy yeah. Story three, um, I saw that movie in the cinema, and that last part, mm-hmm. 
when like they're like almost when they're all like facing like the incinerator and they just like okay oh yeah dude this is it <laughs> this is the end and they all like grab yeah. they all like hold each other's hands oh tears dude. everywhere that hit me hard bro because like yeah i'm pretty sure you and myself we were like a similar age but we like grew up with those films so like the idea of those characters like like dying was like insane <laughs> like yeah that that was a good movie i actually really enjoyed toy story 3 okay um next question is from caleb and he wants to know best actors out there currently so this, this is kind of a broad question i don't know what are your personal favorite actors out there at the moment uh well uh hmm. i have a few um yeah Although, um, I can be a bit bad at naming actors as well. Um, but one, yeah, one that for some reason comes to mind is definitely Bill uh, Nye. Like, I really, I always yeah. enjoy his characters. And like, when I saw he was in Detective Pikachu, um, I just mm. thought, okay, it's, it's an even, it, it, this movie just got even uh, better. I mean, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, he's just, like, a, an incredible actor. Um, I've seen, like, quite a few of his movies. And, yeah. Um, also, like, Ryan uh, uh, Reynolds. Um, he, he He's also, mm. like, like incredible. Um, but it's also actors that can show, like, range as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, um... Like when I see like an actor, um, like in kind of like a different kind of um, uh, setup or like a, a different kind of concept, to me that really like that really sings with the um, actor's like ability and like that that's like quite a few like really cool action actors out there that are like really really good, but they do sometimes just stay yeah. in action movies. Um, so I think it's just uh, that's just kind of like the uh, result of like uh, type uh, casting. But if you can get like an actor yeah. who's like heavily into action, and then you just see them in like this like this drama film. To me, I really really enjoy actors um, that have like that kind of range. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to mention the super like popular actors because i feel like everyone sort of knows about them already um and then there was this so the the one person i was going to mention um i think her name is i can't remember exactly what her name is but she's on knives out have you seen knives out yes yes knives out the, so the you know the the main like character the main girl character in that film i forgot i always forget what the actress's name yeah. is and she's also the armors yes yes Dude, I feel like she is going to be, like, one of the big act actresses one day. I feel like she's got a lot in her stall. Because, um, yeah, I thought she was, like, the best part of Knives Out. And she's with other incredible actors in that film. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to see where her career goes. Um, I'm also, like, I'm a huge fan of Ryan Gosling. I just am. I think he's really underrated. Um, who else? Also, I like Emma Stone as well. I feel like she's really good. Uh, I think she deserves more hop. Um, one more actor, let me think. <laughs> I'm probably forgetting so many people here, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I would also say um, the, the two main uh, two actors in Tenet, like John David Washington and Robert Pattinson, I think they are both really good actors and I'm really keen to see where they go in the future. And um, yeah, I mean, seeing Robert Pattinson and like the Latas last year, I don't know if you've seen that movie. He was really good in that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really keen to see their careers go uh, somewhere in the future. So yeah, I would say those are probably some of the some of my favorites at the moment, at least. Yeah. Um, actually, so you speak about Anna de Armas. I might be butchering her name. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you know her name. Yeah. <laughs> so I've actually seen. I think I've seen like four of her films. So she was in this one oh, well, movie yeah. with uh, Keanu Reeves called uh, Knock Knock. 
Um, oh, okay. So what she, um, she's she plays like one of one of like those cheerleader um, turn very very sinister um, parts where she okay gives uh, a Keanu Reeves like like hell basically <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> yeah like she causes like a lot of hell like with like this other um, uh, this other character. Um, but also, which is like in a huge contrast to her character in Knives Out. I mean, in Knives Out, she's like very kind of close and very like unsure, actually very yeah. caring. But in Knock Knock, she's mm. not caring at all. Um, sure. So, and also like, I just saw like another example, um, Emma Roberts. Yeah, so yeah. she normally plays That's like true. the, like the, like the cheerleader, um, I can get any kind of guy that I want, um, kind mm. of actress. But there's this one movie, Nerve, that she's in. No, I've seen that. Um, where she plays a lot more self-conscious. Like she's very unsure of herself. Like to me, that just says, okay, she has range. This is actually like, yeah. this is actually like credible. So that mm-hmm. that is definitely actually actually like a, like a very good example of a mm-hmm. character just displaying um, range. So yeah, you, know, you get like overconfidence on like one side of like the coin, and then like on the other side, um, it's just complete lack of um, confidence. Um, so yeah, I'm, yeah, I really have to say I really did enjoy both of those uh, character types. Yeah, no, that's very, very true. Um, okay, sick. Uh, so, I don't know if you've seen this, this series or not, but Edward wants to know our thoughts on the Dexter series returning for the final season. So, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, if you have any. <laughs> so, I, I, did, I had no idea Dexter was making a comeback. I have no idea. Um, yeah. Um, I really did enjoy Dexter. How it ended, I I don't agree with. Um, for me, yeah. season two was the best season. Um, I don't want to mm-hmm. say anything, you know, for those who haven't seen it, and I don't want to say, well, this happened, and then they're like, now I can't watch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As as far as I know, I think they they like this later season is going to kind of be like a bit of a retcon to the final season if that makes sense they're going to like sort of retell the ending in a different way I don't know how it's going to work but yeah that's what I've heard so yeah but I, I must say I haven't watched all of Dexter either I haven't watched it in its entire entirety so I can't really comment on this to be honest I've watched bits of it but I haven't watched it the whole way through so yeah yeah I mean the way, I mean, it was a very good series, but how it ended was uh, a bit, a bit iffy. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Cool. Moving on. Um, so I also haven't watched all of this yet, but Viwi wants to know, what do you think of Lovecraft Country? I don't even know if you've seen it. Have you seen it? I have seen, I think, two episodes of it. It's very, very cool. Okay. Um, I love, yeah. like, the whole, like, lore behind Lovecraft, you know, you know, like um, uh, Cthulhu, um, and just also like that kind of genre. Um, I think, and yeah. I think it's like like a very kind of cool kind of kind of genre. And I played a myriad of different board games uh, pertaining to L- Lovecraft kind of lore. Um, like I think yeah. I, like there's yeah. one game that I play called Mansion of Madness. That is very, very okay. heavily inspired by Lovecraft, and I think it's very cool. Even one of my characters was like, um, like one of my D and D characters um, was kind of like a warlock, in favor to like a Cthulhu type being. So um, that's what really oh, that's what really drew me in uh, to mm. Lovecraft. But yeah, um, I've seen two episodes of, of it. Okay. I'm not too sure what to think, what to think of it, but I'm very early into it, so I don't want to say 
yes, cool, or no, it's not. So I first want to yeah, like, yeah. give the entire season a watch through before I actually say, yeah, it's cool, or that's oh, a bit iffy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen the first, I think, three episodes, and uh, it's, they're all, every episode so far has been so different. Like, it almost feels like a different show at times. So I'm also, like, in a space where I'm like, I don't really know what's going on, but I'm sure it will all tie up in the end. So, yeah, I think I'm, I'm the same as you. Like, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it. I like the concept of it, but I don't know enough yet to comment on whether or not I really enjoy it. So, yeah. Cool. Um... So this comes from Nerdgasm, and they want to know, should there be another Die Hard film? <laughs> so, I mean, I'll, I'll share my thoughts on this quick. There was, a, there was an ad that released, I think it was yesterday, but it had um, Bruce Willis returning as John McClane. And everyone before that ad release thought it was going to be like an announcement for another Die Hard movie. I don't think it is. Um, but yeah, I, I personally don't think there should be another Die Hard movie unless they, like reinvent the franchise to a certain extent and kind of like like yeah i don't know almost almost tie it up and and conclude it but make it like more like the first film than any of the other ones because i feel like as those films went on they just got like more and more crazy and out there and unbelievable so yeah i don't know those are my thoughts so i think i've only really seen dial three <laughs> um but i've been Die Hard 2 and 3, I think. Because, yeah. The one... Yeah. Yeah, the one where... Um, John McClane has to save his daughter. Um, mm -hmm. So, I've seen that one. But that was years and years and yeah. years ago. I've been meaning to watch the yeah. first one. Because the first one looks very, very good. But I think, like... It, yeah. I think you you really hit the the nail on the head. Like if they do like the same crazy kind of stuff, cool. We we've seen it. Nothing really new. But if they mm. try and like rework it, and I don't really know how they would re rework it because I haven't really seen the franchise. I've only seen like maybe yeah. one, two, at the most movies. So I can't really comment on that too much. But mm. what I can say that is just really agree with you that if they do the same thing over and over again it's not going to work it's not going to pull people back yeah. in. but if they re rework it especially to like a new audience that might be able to pull in a few um a few new um audience audience members it's kind of like what with yeah. jurassic world did um because over mm -hmm. and over again we've seen dinosaurs run amok especially like yeah um in the first uh movie but jurassic world actually poses the idea of what happens if jurassic park actually worked and then stuff yeah. kind of went yeah. a bit iffy and now the stakes are, yeah. are now like really up there because it's not just a single group of people it's an entire crowd of people who are now at risk yeah yeah. Um, and also like yeah, introducing the like the whole hybrid aspect like they really reinvented the whole um, franchise with Jurassic World mm -hmm. um, so if they bring yeah. us in something new as you said that could work yeah I think like I don't know if you've seen Creed or not but similar like in a similar way to how that film sort of paid tribute to like the original rocky films but it reinvented itself in creed um and it was a really great movie so i think it could kind of work but i don't want to see just another like cliche diehard film they need to reinvent it to some degree which i think we kind of both said so yeah okay cool so this is the last question for today and it's again from Vaughn, and he wants to know what are the best trilogies. So, yeah, what are your, some of your favorite trilogies out there at the moment? I would be remiss if I didn't say that Lord of the Rings is one of my favorite trilogies. I mean, that movie yeah. has that movie's incredible. They're long, but yeah. they're also like the kind of movies that you just can't stop watching, and they're just so relatable. And the characters, yeah, it is so so good. 
Um, so, so yeah, um, Lord of the Rings is definitely like um, up there. Um, but also like to me, like what makes a good trilogy is if you if you plan a movie, well, if you kind of like plan for it to be a a trilogy. For example, um, Mm. uh, the original Star Wars uh, did that. Well, I think it was meant to only supposed supposed to be one, but they did kind of leave like the like the first one open ended because yeah, Darth Vader survives. but also they kind of planned um, every movie that kind of like led into each other in like a logical kind of way. Whereas with the sequel, mm. they didn't really have, have a plan going, going forward. And it's yeah. one of my biggest gripes about the sequel trilogy. It had its moments, it did. But because yeah. it didn't have a plan, okay, we're starting A and we're ending off with Z. Here's how it ends. Well, yeah. Here's how it starts. Here's how it ends. How are we going to get that? They kind of just gave each member of a, of a part of like the team like only pieces of uh, the pie, and, and they didn't like say, "Cool, it's going to be this flavor." So we ended up with a very yeah. mixed pie that didn't work. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that, Stephanie. Um, yeah, I think for me, definitely Lord of the Rings is up there, 100%. The original trilogy as well, the original Star Wars trilogy. Um, and even the prequel trilogy, like I know it gets a lot of hate, but I grew up with those movies, so I really do enjoy them. Um, and then I said this last week on last week's podcast, but the, the new Planet of the Apes trilogy, I thought was brilliant. I don't know if you've seen those, but those are really good. Um, what else is there? Back to the Future is a good trilogy, I feel. Um, especially the first two movies. Um, so, yeah. And I get, I would have said Toy Story, but now there's a fourth Toy Story. So, it's not really a trilogy anymore. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are some of my favorites, I think. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen... I've seen the first and second Planet of the Apes. I haven't seen the third one. I have to. So. Okay. Because I really did. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I really did enjoy like those kinds of um, movies, uh, but yeah, I'm just trying to think. Um, I'm also like also Spider-Man, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. Like I know the third one wasn't the best film technically, but I really enjoyed that trilogy. To be honest. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah. Um, that's actually like quite a. Um, a good point because well like the first yeah. one it kind of just deals with speed with like uh spider-man hey spider-man <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it kind of deals with um spider-man you know kind of like coming to terms with who he is as spider-man mm. and the second one like really deals with like who like kind of like the struggles of being spider-man like it's not all all uh, chalked up to be and then I guess the third one is kind of like him be- becoming too cocky and becoming a hero yeah yeah so there's definitely messages oh, yeah, true. yeah yeah there's definitely messages and also like going back to Jurassic mm. Park like the like the first trilogy it the first two had very very good messages like the first one was about how like genetic science can be abused um yeah. the second one was about conservation uh, conser- uh, like conservation yeah yeah and the third one i guess family matters yeah <laughs> i can see that yeah uh, so as I said, it is like it is really um, about like how like each movie like leans into like the previous movie, and a few of these yeah. movies they don't re- they didn't really have like plans to like go ahead at the start, but I mm. think I think like 
in terms of like having like a better kind of trilogy, you have to really plan to say, cool, we're making three of these, but how are we going to make it? How's it going to start? How's yeah. it going to end? So to me, that's, that's really important. Mm, definitely. Okay, cool. So that is it for today. Dude, I just want to thank you so, so much for being on this podcast. I really do appreciate it. And I appreciate your insights and yeah, just your love for movies. It's really fun chatting to people who share like the same enthusiasm and love for films as I do. So yeah, thanks so much for being on today. And um, yeah, I must definitely have you on again in the future, I think. So yeah. Yeah, yeah Dan, thank you so much for um, having me. And I'm always down to um, chat about films, even like how they're made. Um, Mm. yeah how, how they made different kinds of films yeah man um, it would definitely be a pleasure to uh, be on here again